I am Carrie Sigan, CEO of Stone Age. Welcome back to Reflect Forward Advice from a CEO. I am so happy you are here today. Today, I want to talk about getting good at doing hard things. How do you get good at doing hard things? Because as leaders, we always have to do hard things. We have tough decisions to make. We have difficult conversations to have. We have to set a vision, a bold vision of where our teams or companies are going. And that isn't easy. And as I like to say, the only way to get good at doing hard things is to do hard things. And you can do it, even if it means taking a little bit of a risk, getting a little bit vulnerable, failing even. That is how we get good at doing hard things. And the better we are at doing hard things, the more resilient we'll be and the more success we'll find because the majority of people, the vast majority of people don't take risks. They don't put themselves out there to do big things, to make a big impact, to see what's possible. And so they'll never live up to the full potential that they have as leaders because they're, they're too busy playing it safe. They want to make sure that everything is just smooth sailing. Well, if you want to be an impactful leader who really changes the lives of your employees, your customer, your industry, the world, then you've got to make bold moves. You've got to learn how to do hard things. You've got to be resilient, not just bounce back, but bounce forward when life punches you in the face, because let's face it, life punches all of us in the face. And the way that we respond to it is what sets us apart. It's what allows us to either learn really valuable lessons that makes, helps us make the changes that we need in our lives or in our teams and our companies, or we can say, ooh, I never am going to do that again and become risk adverse. So we only have one life to live. I say in this day and age with everything is so crazy, let's just go for it. Let's make a big impact, a positive impact. Let's bring people together. Let's do bold things. Let's be great leaders. And that means taking some risks. So I learned how to do hard things from a very young age. Um, I've always liked to take risks, which means that I have failed a lot. Uh, I remember when I was 16 years old, my mom told me, when you're 16, you are out of this house. And this was said with kindness, nothing but kindness. But when you're 16, you are out of this house. I don't care if you work at Walmart for the rest of your life, but you are leaving. And that's because I wasn't going to school. I was getting in trouble and, and, and not making good decisions. And she was very blunt and very loving. And I am so appreciative of this conversation because it forced me to say, what do I actually want to be? How am I going to bounce back from these bad decisions that I'm making, these poor grades that I'm getting and do something bigger? And that moment on, I decided that's it. I'm going to get my act together. I'm going to go to Colorado School of Mines. I'm going to go there on a softball scholarship. And I put my head down and I worked hard and I got the grades to be able to get into to School of Mines where I studied engineering. And I got a softball scholarship because I called the coach and put together my my video and, and she came and watched me and, and I made it happen. But that was a tough thing, right? To be able to bounce back from, especially as a teenager when you know, you're just forming your resiliency and your accountability. So that's an example of, you know, how to really say, oh, this isn't going well. I'm going to make a change so that I can uh, bounce back. I can be what I want to be. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to come back from poor grades and bad decisions. Um, but when you make that decision that you're going to do it, good things can come from it. 
And I've carried that on throughout my whole life. And as CEO of Stone Age, I've really learned to cultivate this idea of bold moves and doing hard things. Um, I've certainly made a lot of mistakes and I've always appreciated those. In fact, in my first year as CEO was the 2008-2009 economy crash. And oh my God, what a great experience. I had no idea what I was doing, but I had to dive in and figure it out and how to make sure that my employees knew that we were going to make it and that they knew what to expect. And so I had to figure out how to have hard conversations about what the future was going to bring and why sales were decreasing and what it meant to all of them so that I could lead them through it and bounce back to 2010, which we had a great year. Same thing in COVID. All of these things are teaching you how to be a more resilient leader. So there's a couple just personal stories that I share with you um, because you will have hard times, you will have hard decisions, and you have to learn how to, to, to step into the discomfort of doing that, to be a truly great leader who makes a big impact in the world. All right, so what um, are my tips for, uh, for getting good at doing hard things? One, you've got to have a vision and a bold vision. You have to know where you want to go. You know, when I was 16 and I said, that's it, I'm going to go to Colorado School of Mines. You know, I put my head down. That was a big vision. That was a big goal. When I moved to Colorado from Austin, when my life was broken and I was a complete mess and I had no money. In fact, I had $100,000 in credit card debt. I said, I know that I need to be home. I know that I need to be in Durango to reset my life. And I'm going there no matter what. And I will figure it out when I get there. That's a bold move. That's a bold vision. I knew that's what I needed, where I needed to be. And I set the things in motion to make that happen, even though I didn't have the money to do it. Luckily, I had support and help. Um, not everybody has that. But you've got to have that bold vision. And then you've got to put a plan into place. And that will help you ease into the discomfort of making a major life change or a really hard decision, um, stepping into that discomfort. So that's my first tip. The second tip is you've got to be willing to expand your competency zone. And I like this way of putting get out of your rear comfort zone so much better because as leaders, we do have to get outside of our comfort zone. But every time we do that, we expand our capacity to do hard things. We expand our competency uh, in those areas where we're stretching ourselves. So no one likes to get pushed outside their comfort zone. No one likes to push themselves outside their comfort zone. But if you flip that switch and you say, ah, this is going to help me be more capable, more competent. This is really going to expand me because of what I'm going to learn from this. It makes it a lot easier to, I don't know, embrace the potential failures or mistakes uh, that come with doing something when you don't know what the outcome is going to be. The third thing is, if you want to get good at doing hard things, you've got to get comfortable with being transparent and being a little bit vulnerable. If we armor up, as Brene Brown so graciously puts it, uh, we can't do hard things. If we're so worried about protecting ourselves, about protecting this image that we're trying to curate, about minimizing any chance of failure at or risk, like you're not going to make an impact and you're not going to get good at doing hard things. So I highly recommend getting okay with being honest, being transparent, 
and being a little bit vulnerable. I mean, I remember when I was coming back to Colorado and I said, I have no idea how I'm going to make it there, but I know that I need to be there. And I am so scared. And my mom's saying, it's okay. Come here. We'll figure it out. Just come home. I remember making a really tough decision and changing our business model that was going to disrupt the entire industry. And I remember going to my board of directors saying, look, you know, here are the risks that are going to come with this. And here are the places that we're not ready. Um, but here's why we need to do this and we need to do it now. And yeah, I have some uncertainty about it. And I mean, that's scary. But then you know what they did? They said, hey, all right, let's let's help you really strategize this out, put together uh, mitigation plans for these areas where you're not particularly ready to change your business model, even though we understand why we need to do it now. And that helps, right? People can help you when you are truthful about what you need, what you're scared about. So don't be afraid to be transparent and to be a little bit vulnerable, to be honest about how you're feeling about things, to say, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. That will help you get good at doing hard things because it's hard to do that. It's hard to say those things with vulnerability. Um, we're always afraid that we're going to be judged somehow. Uh, the fourth thing is step into the discomfort of having really difficult conversations or making tough decisions, right? You have to prepare yourself for steely decisions. So recently I had to have a really tough conversation that was hinging upon a big decision. And it was very uncomfortable to have this hard conversation. But I knew if I didn't have it, that the outcome wouldn't be positive, that we wouldn't be able to move forward in the way that I knew we needed to, to move forward and to keep our vision going forward as a company. And so I anticipated how difficult this conversation was going to be. And I built it up in my head and then I practiced what I was going to say. And I came up with compromises that I could make. And when I went into it, I was nervous and I had to take a deep breath. And I just said, okay, something really good is going to come from this conversation and from this hard decision, even though it's really uncomfortable to have. And an hour later, when the conversation was done, it was transformative, transformative. My vulnerability and willingness to step into a very difficult conversation opened up the people who I was talking to to do the same. Or we could say, hey, look, we're coming at this from different directions and different points of view, and let's be okay with that. We don't have to try to convince each other of our, of, of our positions. Let's work together to find out find a compromise so that we can make this really big decision. And so that takes practice and that takes time. And the only way to get good at having hard conversations is to have hard conversations, to plan for those hard conversations, to write down what you want to say, to think through all the different possible ways the conversation could go or the decision could possibly turn out and prepare yourself for that difficulty so that when you do lean into it, you're prepared, but you're handling it. And then finally, the most important thing own your mistakes. Say, I'm sorry, I screwed up. Be willing to admit when you're wrong. That is hard. 
especially as a leader, like we are supposed to know everything, right? Have all the answers. Well, there is no way that that could possibly be true. But the expectations that as leaders, we um, have all the answers uh, or that we don't make mistakes is false. And when we do, if we don't admit it, then we tell our team, hey, you don't need to be accountable either. And so we've got to role model this and we've got to be willing to say, I made a mistake. I don't know. I screwed up. I am really sorry. And that's hard. It's hard for everybody to do. But the only good way, the only way that you get good at apologizing is to do it. The only way that you get good at admitting you make mistakes is to admit you make a mistake. And I promise you, even if it's really uncomfortable at the beginning, you're going to feel so much better about yourself when you do because you own it. And that's what everybody wants is for you as a leader to own it, for you as a human being to just own it. Nobody is perfect. We all make mistakes. It's so much better to just say, yeah, this is me. I screwed up. Here's what I'm going to do to fix it. And, uh, and that is another way to get good at doing hard things. So hopefully those tips help you and inspire you to take that risk, to make a bold move, to admit when you're wrong, to be a little bit vulnerable, to make a big change in your life. The world needs you to show up as your whole self, your bold self, your authentic self, your leadership self, and you've got to get good at doing hard things. You've got to get more comfortable with doing hard things. And the only way to do it is to just jump in there and do it. Okay. On to my question of the week. So my question of the week came from somebody on LinkedIn saying, Carrie, how do you delegate? I've tried delegating and I failed at it. I feel like I try to control things too much. And then I feel like I need to take it back. How do you delegate properly? And so this is a tough one, especially if you're transitioning from an individual role or doer role into management, like we're wired to do. And so I always tell people when you're in that mode to ask yourself, should I be doing this or should I be managing this? And if the answer is managing it, then make sure you delegate it. The number one tip that I have for delegating is to be really clear about what you're delegating and why you're delegating it. That is so important. Help people understand the importance of this task. So what I do is I say, hey, I'd really like you to take this on. Here's why it's a really important thing to do. Here's how it ties into your goals, your team's goals, the company's goals, to give that bigger picture so people understand the why. Then I say, this is the outcome that I would like. And maybe it is, hey, I just need it done. Go ahead and figure out how to do it. Or maybe it's like, hey, I need this particular outcome. Here's a couple things that would really help you. And sometimes you say, hey, these two things I for sure need you to do and do it this way as you are moving towards this outcome, because these two steps are really important and critical that we follow in the process, right? Be clear about what you, what you want. Now, this doesn't mean dictating every single step of the of, of the task, right? You want people to own it and have autonomy, so you don't need to micromanage what they do or be upset when they go do it a different way than how you might have done it. As long as you're setting the outcomes and the expectations, let them have that autonomy, but they need that to be successful in delegations. 
Make sure you're clear about the timelines and what those expectations are for deliverables. You know, what does success look like? You know, this is how you're going to hit a home run. And this is how the project would, would fall apart or the task might be um, done poorly. So paint the picture of success for people so they really understand it. And then finally, this is where so many people go wrong. Follow up. Let your employees know. I'm going to follow up in a week. I'm going to check in you to see how you're doing. If you're struggling before then, come and see me. I will help you. I want you to keep on track, but I'm going to check up regularly just to make sure that you have everything that you need so that you can be successful and then keep that commitment. Do follow up. Don't just let it go, uh, especially when you're just learning how to delegate or you're delegating to a person on your team who you haven't delegated before. That follow up allows for people to tell you that they need to see a course correction uh, or, hey, I'm really struggling with this. And it lets you know uh, if people are able to keep that commitment or if they're in over their heads so that you can step in and help or provide guidance if needed. So those are my tips on delegation. Hopefully that helps. All right. That is it for this week's episode of Reflect Forward, advice from a CEO. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next week for another fantastic interview. And if you like this podcast, please like it, write a review, subscribe to it, share it with a friend, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. I really appreciate it. It always helps with the algorithms. Thanks, thanks so much. Have a great day.